I said, do you put out or do you output? Okay, that made you louder. Yeah, hell yeah, it did. Good. We got this. We got it figured out. Do, 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 do. Figure it out. Figure it out. Oh, yeah, it's a lot better. Gotta hear you. Figure it out. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 254 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana. With me, as always, bitch better have my money. Most awesome. Bitch better have my money. Not you as. You're you're not the bitch, bro, in this okay, scenario. You. No, Am it's I just – no, no, no. I'm just saying okay. bro to bro. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, like if there's a bitch that crosses our path, they better have that money. They better have the money. Exactly. Yeah. It's that simple. How much bitch auditing is there going on? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is, right? It's just like how yeah. – I wonder if like Rihanna brought it up. If just bitches were just getting away with pocketing that money and then she was just like – New sheriff in town. Not doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Bitch better have my money. Bitch better have her W-2s. Yep. And all of her receipts. Didn't I, I need to write see, up anything? I did, yep. I need to see yeah. the whole thing. See it all. Because, bitch, I'm the tax collector. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here I'm and I'm here. for one thing. And that's to get my money. That's right. I love it. What'd you think of Rihanna? Club Riri. It uh, was great. I mean, time. I think I was like too busy trying to figure out the Super Bowl squares and then like hammer in-game bets. And I also made tacos for the party. I know you so, did. Yeah. And successful? Very successful. Did a little projector on one of the big walls. We don't have anything hanging on. Had just the nice. Super Bowl squares hanging up there. Pre-game, I did a little bit of the 49ers Chiefs game playing on it. And then... Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like just a throwback to get you in the mood for one of that Super Bowl. Which this just one a little pretty close tickling of like some Super just, Bowl of past. Yes, it's a little, it's a little on theme. I think we did uh, plenty of drinks. I'm a big, I'm a big. If I'm hosting, I don't want you to bring nothing. You don't need to bring nothing. This isn't we're not in like early yep. years college anymore. It's not a fucking potluck. I got you. I'm hosting. Like I'm gonna theme up what's going on. Some people, you know, they got to bring their stuff. Like Simon, friend of the pod, he did bring salsa. There were some people outside the rules, but yeah. It worked. Right. But you made him eat in the in the non-party corner. Yeah. So I had him wait outside, finish that sauce. Like, I mean, eat guac, like a pig in the corner. Yeah, I did. The guacamole is a little bit more of like, I would call it more of a cilantro dip that has some like avocados in it. That's oh. how I roll. Because I like that's how you do it. Cilantro. Yes. A little cilantro. little cilantro. So that's, that's me. We did like, I made um, uh, Magroni's, which is like, my home Negronis uh, ah, for the start of the fourth quarter, just to kind of get everybody kind of surprised how many people went for it. Cause it is just a red solo cup filled with alcohol. And I think <laughs> right. that was, yeah, has, has some gambling. Oh, Super Bowl squares though. I had, uh, I only got half the people to like sign up and usually it just works out. Like I'd say I break even, but like, uh, I think I lost like, like $1,200. Cause it's just Ooh, like you everybody. Up. Yeah. Cause I only had like, half of them covered and then 
only like the third quarter went to the house, which is the lowest playing corner. But, you know, there's the the bonus for the first touchdown scored. Tough hang. But I did. I took uh, Chiefs plus points at halftime. That was my Super Bowl aura. I tried to give you a call, but probably yes, good because I was I was um, Mahomes, McGroney deep. So okay. Maybe a couple of those. So all good. How what were you doing, sir? Where was where was the haps? So so we got um, Dr. Mrs. The Commish went to on Friday night, went to go pick up uh, 2.0 from a friend's house and impromptu stayed for maybe two bottles of wine with uh, 2.0's mom's uh, friend's mom. So and I was like, it's like Friday night. I was like, what? What the fuck? Where are you? But she was texting me. She's like, and they live literally they live probably two minutes driving away. So maybe like a five minute walk if they really needed to. But so they, uh, they were just hanging out, chilling, drinking. And then all of a sudden booze is flowing and we don't really know them all that well, but they're great people. And they were like, Hey, come over for the super bowl. I'm like, mm. yeah, sure. We'll do that. Mm. It wasn't really a super bowl party more like, Hey, mm. have the kids. We'll make some food. It'll just be like a couple's thing. So when you called at halftime, we were sitting there. It was just the four adults just talking. I'm like, put me on speaker. Put me on speaker. I know. I could not in any way. Like, because I got the Apple Watch and it just, it's humming. Right. And I'm like, and I almost wonder if Dr. Mr. Commission like saw it. And we're like, is that Brandana? Like, are you going to call him? Are you doing some pod thing in some stranger's house? Yeah, but no, that's so. true. Because you've yeah. called me, you've called me from a party before. So maybe that's when the writing was on the wall that it wasn't a party. Like, I think yes. you were. Yep back out like behind someone's house like and there was like kind of a mixer and you just stepped outside for a beer or whatever and you're just we talked about like bro etiquette and hanging out with like new grown men for the first time yes right exactly male adult parties absolutely yeah so you got to be pretty Uh, dialed in for the game yeah it was although so this is the this is worst case scenario is they're kind of like, eh, whatever about the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm very invested in the Super yeah. Bowl. I'm the odd man out trying to like stay yeah. dialed into the TV while people are like talking to me or talking yeah, like, about stuff. Like trying to, yeah, trying to get to know you or just like want you part of the conversation. Yeah. There was a lot of like, so what do you think? And I was like, huh? What? Say that again? Like, I think it's fucking third and eight. I'm trailing yeah, my exactly. 10. So I think that's what's going on. Right. I think I'm chasing right now. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was good. It was fun. They're great people. So, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll quickly be subscribing to the pod. Yeah, well, exactly. Awesome, bro. Invite over everyone you know to this jam packed episode 254. Guys, we're doing rip from the headline. We're doing Super Bowl recap. Going to do Mastradamus. How many chips does Durant get in Phoenix? Going to hit a little bit of the inbox. Neil Potts Showdown. We're talking best Sylvester Stallone movies. Adrian. Adrian. Uh, we're going to do Brandon and Camley Corner. We're going to do Super Bowl odds for next year. See if there's anything we'd like. Then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, bro. Rip from the headlines. Super Bowl recap. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Because it's our last chance to talk about some 
NFL Ooh. football. Ooh. If you like basketball and us doing a little fake basketball league, now is the time to tune in. You've patiently right. been waiting this entire NFL exactly. season for us to jump into NCAA basketball and NBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, last last game. It's always a little bit of bummer, right? Or do, do you kind of look forward to having like your Sundays back? Um, no, I don't really see it that way because I mean, no, it, it it the NFL football was the reprieve from every every other like commitment outside of my own time. So yeah. now it's kind of like, oh, now I don't I don't have any time on Sunday now. Now I have no excuses. Right, I'm really gonna right, have right. to fight for the excuses. Um, but no, I mean this was uh this was you know, I would say with the Lions season this year, and I know let's go Vikes, can't talk to the Vikes about that season, but for the Lions, this is like the first time like oh, I'm actually kind of excited for the upcoming season. season. I'm excited Mm -hmm. for this, like kind of almost like putting myself in there because obviously the lions faced off in a, in a barn burner week one against the Eagles. Now they're totally different teams than before, Ooh, but it was kind of like, Oh, maybe we could have hung in this game. I, I started having delusions of grandeur. Like what if my lions made it to the super bowl? So I, I spent a lot of like uh, daydreaming on Sunday on super bowl Sunday about my lions, but it was fun. Because I had actually something to dream about. Yeah. How many drinks did you have over at the house? A few. <laughs> that's uh, fine. A few. All right. <laughs> so just, like, think about this game. It's like, let me tell you about what Dan Campbell's doing in Detroit. And it's just like, <laughs> here no. we go. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, I do so I don't want to tip the cap a little bit when we get into it later with Brandon and Gambling Quarter. But a uh, little bit of buzz of people feeling the same way you do, especially with how that of that NFC can be. But for right now, what representing the NFC was Philadelphia Eagles, representing Kansas City was the Chiefs. I know we talked a little bit last week about our predictions. What were yeah. you thinking going into this game? Well, I think I texted you. I want to be specific. right? Because I texted you something, right, before the game. I was like, here's how these two teams win. And yes. I was like, yep, 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 yep. And I was like, Eagles win today because they control both lines of the scrimmage time of possession they got to keep Mahomes off the field and harass him and I was like I think Goddard the tight end needs to have a big game so so a lot of those things did kind of happen I would say they maybe didn't control the line of scrimmage against the Chiefs as much but they were very close to doing those things and Goddard had a couple big catches in that game really kind of came to life in the second half yeah, they did have they did control the time possession so you're right, right on the money well let's get into the big thing first right now I mean this grass weighed into the game. What was going on with the grass? And do you see that like, like an advantage for the offense, offensive line or defensive line? And I would have to, you'd have to think with zero sacks in this game where Kansas city was looking a little hotter and Philadelphia definitely led the league in sacks to walk out of that game with zero sacks. I think they technically had one because Mahomes like ran out of bounds. Like I think like a yard behind, but uh, for the both of them walk out of this game without a sack was, surprising and something's going on with this fake grass this fake real grass yeah. this real yeah. fake grass this real freak real fake grass real this fake real fake my, my fake grass fake feels real, real grass. pain champ yeah. grass feels no pain i don't know yep, yep. um yeah i don't I, I i it did look like they were really slippery now i would i i tend to agree with the eagles that hey we all played on the same field so you know can't really chuck it up but to your point in a in a um in a pass rush built and predicated on speed on the edges 
it's gonna right, hurt. I mean, yeah, exactly. They're all playing the same field, but it's just like you're taking away one of the advantages for you know, if you just showed up the game, it's just like neither team's playing with the tight end, you know, it's just like that is even, but the Chiefs right. are more fucked by that by just being like right. uh kind of great point guys. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I mean it, it it is crazy to me that that grass they had spent two years on it and eight hundred K and couldn't fucking get it right. I don't understand because like I know I don't players either. are like yeah, just players are like something... oh, we want to play in real, real grass, but then we're saying like, did we not get the right grass? How do we not get the right grass? Well, I mean, how hard like... is it to figure out the grass? Yeah, it's just like a league that no other league has to kind of look out for their players' health more, just because it is such a like a violent sport that it really seems like you can't fuck around with that. So to have anything that would be even a 50-50 ball when you're putting your two best teams out there in your best product, like. I haven't brought it up. I heard it on other pods, but it makes sense. Like a Mahomes injury because that grass is fucked up. Like, I mean, like detrimental to yeah. the league. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, tons of young stars could have career altering experiences on that field. And just to, you know, I, I, I don't know. And they, they were talking about, they brought in the sod father, this guy who was, you know, understanding like grass and would in design grass fields and all this stuff. Fucking like, grass whisperer fine. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Great. It's like, can, can we, here's the thing. I don't know anything about grass, but I'd be like, Hey, we need a grass for the super bowl. I'd be like, okay, perfect. Let's eliminate all the slickest, slipperiest stuff. Let's get all that out of the way. Give me the sturdiest, hardiest grass. When I step in it, it would feel more like it's dirt that's really important or the roots. Give me one, something with strong roots and, and sturdy dirt. That's what I yeah. need. Give I'm me done. grass I can really make a meal out of. Yeah, exactly. Not this not this fucking stuff that I they call a salad that they're charging me $800,000 for. Yeah, no, it seems like there's other stadiums out there that do it right. I don't... So it's Arizona during the regular seasons, not as a turf stadium, I guess. And they're like, we want to play no, it's real a, grass. It's a grass simple. stadium. That That's the one that they can roll the grass out. It was kind of yeah. monumental when they built that, that stadium. They could roll it on rollers outside so it gets a little sun and roll it back mm. in. But this it's, is, yeah. Sounds like they need to roll it to the trash can. <laughs> oh, oh snap. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, so grass that leads to, you know, ankle, health, feet. Um, so Mahomes with this high ankle sprain, still putting it in quotes. Quotes are getting crisper and stronger and bigger. The more yeah. we talk about this, the longer it goes on. Uh, you know, it gets, gets rolled up or, you know, the defense line doing a little bit of that hook thing that they do, you know, that slightly shady thing, whereas you're kind of rolling around a tackle and then you're kind of twisting that ankle. Mahomes looked legit looked like he was going out in that second quarter. Did you think he was not coming back in? Because also like the way I think he like leaned his head on the offensive coordinator or something, or like the yeah. guy, like the assistant that was over there. And it was like, it kind of looked like um resigning yourself to the fact that like you're just not going to be able to walk. And then he just in typical Mahomes fashion, just runs up an escalator that's not running when he gets right back there, or just like just starts doing like like knee jump. What's going on with his ankle? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that tackle was, you know, definitely tweaked some stuff. I think it was Edwards or White got him. Uh, it, you know, I don't know, man. I, I did not know. To answer your, the first question, no, I, I didn't think that there was any way. I mean, he looked super in pain. 
but it it he was up and mobile pretty quick and and it's one yeah. of those things where it's like don't take your shoe off keep moving like just keep walking around just keep it from swelling up and keep it warm i think you'll be okay you know what i mean like wow you just yeah. don't want to get cold but it's like you're gonna put you're gonna put roll chat out there i mean unless he absolutely can't go sure i mean that's I right i'm just thinking how. i'm thinking about ankle injuries and it's like the first one sucks like we talked about like when you roll your ankle in basketball but there was a thing about keeping your shoe on he was fine the next day which is crazy but i would think like and the reason some people didn't want him to come back in the jaguars game i felt like retweaking it fucks you up almost even more like you're gaining all that momentum for that time you lost and then it's like it's definitely not getting better so it just seems like it's more vulnerable and then quicker to go back to like square fucking zero with something like that And i thought it would have to be a square zero or worse and just went right back out there where as opposed to like the jaguars game when he first heard it like he at least had to sit two series out yeah yeah exactly but he was even and that one clamoring to get about get back in sooner, but they wanted to, yeah. they wanted to be a little bit more like, well, let's see what we're dealing with because, you know, it, with this one, you're in the Super Bowl. This is our chance to win. You know, that seems even less likely that you would leave that game, even if it was sure exactly it's equal to like or greater it. than that ankle sprain. You know, yeah, I have six months to heal. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the Chiefs. You know, here's what I said about the Chiefs going back to them. Chiefs win because Mahomes, Kelsey. Or Hall of Famers read better game management, which I think will come up in the the second half here. And I also said Nick Bolton has to have a monster game on the defensive side. And he did. And that's what I'm kind of possession. Yeah. Yeah. They had, it was like 34 minutes or 35 minutes to 24 minutes to 24 minutes. Yeah. In and favor Bolton, of the Eagles. Bolton almost had two fumble returns for TDs in that game. And I thought it was more that he was going to have to spy Hertz and pick up on the run game, which he did. He did a lot of that. I mean, he harassed Hertz. He had a great second half. Nick Bolton did too. And that's the whole thing. That whole chief second half was like, I mean, Mahomes, Reed, Bianami, those guys pitched a fucking like no hitter against it was like perfect you know, yeah it was like a it was a perfect, perfect game half, yeah, perfect, is, that's yeah that's a better way of saying it a perfect game which is weird because some people are just like oh like was this like a performance for the ages from Mahomes? and i'm like yes like yeah. i know like he wasn't like just hitting people inch dry 55 yards down the field but it was like that's almost like without chunk plays you have to be your batting average has to be up there like what was it six incompletions the second half like and it was just like like no, just two, had- like one incompletion in the second half. The second half, just five the, the entire half. game. Thirteen for fourteen. Okay, thirteen. You're perfect. And the wow. and the one incompletion he had, I think it was six total. The one incompletion was a throwaway. He he threw it away. So I oh mean, yeah, that's right. It's, it's it's fucking unbelievable. I heard a crazy stat. I forgive the fact checkers out there if this is incorrect, but I heard that the Chiefs are seven and zero. Oh, in games where they enter the fourth quarter trailing. That's isn't that a fucking <laughs> wild stat. Yeah. We're in a seven game win streak. Or I shouldn't say seven and out. They're on a seven game win streak. So the last seven times that the chiefs have entered the fourth quarter losing or losing in the fourth quarter, they have come back and won it seven times in a row. That's fucking nuts. And to do yeah, it in the Super Bowl, crazy. to do it in the Super Bowl 
to do it where it's like, you know, all the things are, you know, not quite in your favor for three quarters going into that. You fucking come out there and dialed in and bring them back. You know what I mean? It's crazy to me. Yeah, it looked really good. I mean, I felt like uh, that missed field goal at the in the first uh, first half. Like I think there's a last possession in the first half. It was just like, uh, like you know, you feel a little bit more confident, double digit. But you know, it's like second half, and I was like, if they can get a touchdown, I mean, we're talking about a field goal game. I guess maybe the fear was. I don't know if like the fear able to stop Philadelphia, but I mean, that, you know, that defensive touchdown in the first half was, was huge. So it seemed like maybe the offensive, I guess, like wasn't exactly shooting lights out like they wanted them to. Yeah. I mean, there's something that changed because the defense for the chiefs stepped up and they really, they harassed them. So I don't know what the changes that they made and the adjustments on the defensive side, but they just weren't as, it didn't feel like they were as efficient. They had to work a lot harder labor a lot harder. I didn't see the second half splits on like the receivers, but they really didn't aside from Hertz. Miles Sanders was like a no-show basically. You know what I mean? I thought Boston mm-hmm. Scott, I was bummed because I thought Boston Scott was going to have a sneaky good game. It turned out they were going with Kenneth Gainwell cuz I had a little prop bet on Boston Scott for uh, o- over over 10 yards rushing. He had fucking eight. Thanks. <laughs> He had one run of nine yards. I was like, yes, baby. Cash money. Then two oh more God, yards yeah. of nothing and negative yards. Negative <laughs> one yard. Uh, yeah, so let's I mean, talk about Go ahead. No, go, baby. No, go, no, no. Baby. I was just I was just gonna say, I mean, the, the this is this is the thing that we talked about between the second half, the Andy Reid, the being there before, like you said, the kind of understanding what it's going to be like in that halftime locker room and coming out and making really big changes to the offense that were smart enough, subtle enough and picked up on what they were doing in game, making those adjustments to fucking blow it open. You know what I mean? I mean, that was a huge thing. Then you've got Sirianni who I don't know, if you just thought, hey, we're just going to keep doing the same old thing. Why do we need to change anything? We're up ten into halftime. Just couldn't, just couldn't figure it out on the fly. Got burnt on one TD by Sky Moore, then got burnt exactly on the same like side of same si- style of play on the other side of the field for that yeah. Tony Tony TD. Yeah, there's just some huge just pockets of space those guys found themselves in. Yeah, maybe Sirianni was still rattled by that national anthem. Did you see that tear running down his face? Oh, shades of no Sean Moreno. Do you remember that no Sean Moreno? I, it, it came up. It came up at yeah. the party. Yeah. That was just like, but no Sean Moreno kind of looked crazy. Like he just regretted that he had like, he had to kill his whole family, but he was just like, <laughs> a man has to do what he has to do. Like he just looked fucking insane. Um, you have a problem with the last call, this holding thing. In the moment. Yes, I did. Uh, but I mean, James Bradbury came and said, I tugged on him. It was a penalty. I mean, huge props for all of the Eagles, the way that they handled the game, this odd, that call in particular, because I, uh, maybe except AJ Brown. No, I'm fine with AJ. I'm good. With oh that. yeah. You're all I'm good, good with, with AJ. That. Yeah. Oh. I'm good. When he's like, I knew we knew we were going to lose when we were down by, Oh, you're talking about that. Yes. Yeah. That's not so great. 
that's not so great. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't give a shit about like Juju's. I thought you were talking about the Juju like, thing. No, yeah, I, that was just that's... like a trash post. But I totally agree. My first reaction was just like, "Why are you poking a fucking bear?" Like, to like, you should be classy about this. Like two days after yeah, yeah. it happened, I uh, I totally forgot that he did say that. Yeah. Okay. So little, little, little uh, salty know. vibes from AJ. But anyways, um, but yeah, going back to the thing, it was like, look, my my argument, I get it all the talking heads and the amateur refs that are out there. That's fine. It is a penalty. You're right. It is a hundred percent a penalty. I would love to know in the context of the game, because what I had said, I think before is, is that there is the penalty by the letter of the law. And then there's the interpretation of the, of the rules in game. Right. So it almost kind of sets like, this is how this crew is officiating this type of play. Yeah. Um, and so if they were letting it go, that's a great yeah right and then they call it at the at the bitter end it's a little bit more of like oh this is this is a bummer of a play ultimately it's a bummer way to end the game and we'll never know the answer of this and i i appreciate bradbury and siriana for essentially like throwing themselves bradbury especially throwing himself on and be like it was and and right out of the gate too right out of the bat took ownership of it took accountability for it. It was fucking awesome to see. It didn't stop a lot of people from chattering it because, you know, in moment when we watched it, there were lots of people that felt very similar to the way I was feeling was like, it's a marginal call. It's a bullshit call. And it's, it just puts the nail in the coffin for the Eagles, which is exactly what happened. But Bradbury saying, I did pull him. I held him. All right, good. He takes accountability for it it removes me from the equation of being like the, well, why did they blow this call? Why'd they make the call? It was the right call players. I am a big proponent of players like arguing and, and, and kind of refing themselves. If he feels like, Hey, it was, it was the right call. Then I'm good with it too. Yeah. Cause there's two things. So I agree with you, like on paper, on the macro, you're exactly right. Like it's not about, you can't get the argument of just like, you can't make this call at this time in the game. The argument I will listen is if you haven't been making this call the rest of the game, you sure as shit can't call it now. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so I would have to see, you know, I would want to know if there was a lot of that going on beforehand, you know, getting yep. all 22 cameras or whatever and see if that was going down. And then also, I think a little part of me is, so the outcome of that play, if it happens, I know we like to bitch about the refs, but it's just like, what happens to that receiver? Like, does he have to call it? Because just what the play looks like sometimes when like the ball is up there and the receiver can't even get to it. Like it's like in basketball when, you know, two guys hit one fall over or like one end up traveling. You're like, fuck, I got to call, you know, I got to call something because <laughs> it's like yeah, somebody yeah. did something because it's up there. So I wonder if there's like a little bit of that in the moment. Or the only other thing I would be is if there's like a mental note in the head and it's just like, all right, like this guy's being inspoked. He's been hooking his hip a couple of times. And, you know, if it happens again, like I just, I got to call it. That's a great, now that's a very underrated point that you're making is, is like maybe they, cause there's obviously like complaining and Hey, look at this. They're doing this on both sides of the field. Everyone does it. It's the gamesmanship. You're insane to think that like, players and coaches are not lobbying for what the other team is doing against them, holding them up. So I, I do think that that could be a great point where it's like, Hey, look guys, you're doing it. You're grabbing them. You can't do that. If you do it, I'm going to throw a, a, a flag. And it just yeah. so happened that I'm, it's the last worst time that he did it. And, you know, he just, you know, does that. I, I think that that's a, 
a phenomenal like nuanced point to it um it's just you know ultimately it just it sucks too because it was a relatively low penalized game i think there were only like nine total penalties in the so we, we hit the under on that yeah um but it was like it, the game flow was great the the back and forth was awesome like I just wanted to see something where it wasn't impacted by the refs. And again, it was the right call. I mean, I, I, I will, I'm a big body language guy, right. When it comes to this and like, if Juju Schuster Smith didn't react, like he was getting held because, and it impeded his progress to catch the ball. I, I kind of am sitting there thinking like, well, he didn't think it was enough to even bark for that call. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they're, yeah. There's clutching and grabbing going on in every play. You know what I mean? They're pulling on that jersey all the time. There's mm-hmm. lots of teams that are very handsy and very aggressive with it. I get it. So, and we've always talked about, and you've talked about this. Defensive back is the hardest. Cornerback is the hardest position in the in in the game of football. Maybe even in, in sports, right? It's an yeah. insane position. So there's clutching and grabbing that happens all the time. I looked at Juju's reaction. He didn't seem overly aggressive about angling for the call. Mahomes did. Mahomes saw it. So it was smart on him. And, you know, but I don't think that ball was going to be catchable or at least it, the way that how close that they were. I don't know if uh, Bradbury doesn't make able to make some play on that ball. So it's just over two minutes when this happens, right? I think it's just yeah. a, just before the two minute warning. Eagles have two timeouts to third and eight, approximately the 20 yard line. I want to say from memory. Is that about right? The 18. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just trying to. I'm trying to play the tape to the end on let's say what happens if they play this out. Like they, they take the penalty to make the field go a little harder. It's third and 18. They run a play on third. Uh, they get a little closer to a field goal range. Third and 15, let's say he makes the kick. So now it's Eagles ball. Say they run to get in position on that to, to go to the two minutes warning. So it's Eagles ball two minutes down by three with two times. Well, it was actually, it was under the two minute warning. It was 154 at the 15. I'm just looking. Okay. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take one timeout from the Eagles. So it's Chiefs up by three, 154 left, one timeout. Who do you like? And and they made that field goal. I mean, I think like, man, 154, two timeouts. One timeout now because you said we were sub two minute warning. Yep. Yep. You're right. Um, Because really, we're talking sixty yards. They got to get in a minute. Sixty yards, yeah, yeah, to get into field goal range. Yeah, I, I think we're getting I, into field goal range. I think you're yeah. getting down to like maybe one shot from like thirty-three yards out, and they just got to take the kick, and it comes down to yeah. that kick and overtime. Yeah, it's wild. I, I it's take wild. that, but here's the thing: is is I think the Chiefs went in overtime. They had momentum in that game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they, they had the confidence. They that's a yeah, bad man across have, the field. Like, yeah. Yeah. They have all of it. I don't, I don't, I, and I'd like, I'm glad you played this out. Cause I did think about it. Cause I'm like, ultimately, I don't think that this, that holding call would have eventually changed the fact that. Yeah. We didn't take, we didn't take won. a ring from the Eagles. And that's kind of what I get to. Cause it's just, you know, what I want to do is like, I just want to fucking challenge the gen pop public. Like let's put a little bit more thought into just like ref bad. Oh, that football could have been so fun. It's just like (laughs) fucking add a little bit more to it. Um, Well, last thing, uh, Andy Reed, how high? Well, I do want to ask you, but we'll get there. 
Uh, Andy Reid, where's he in top coaches all time? Good, good clock management. This game, great. Good yeah, game management, really yeah. good. There's nothing. I don't remember. Well, was there a challenge that he should have gone for? I don't remember in this game. No, or, I think there's one it? that he missed. That's oh, because he he challenged the uh, that fumble. Well, did they challenge the fumble recovery? And then they also challenged the Goddard catch on the sideline in the third, which I thought was a good challenge. Or, yeah, no, I think the, in the fourth that, quarter. Yeah, that got what that and that Goddard catch was. Man, that was super close. I don't know. Like you didn't think it was good. No, I don't. And I think that the Chiefs recovered that second defensive touchdown too. So it really feels like, I mean, I'm not getting into it, but if you wanted to say like challenge of 50, 50 balls, uh, obviously the trump card from Eagles fan would be uh, the call, the holding right. defensive holding call. But yeah, I think, uh, I think they had a legit case on that. I just think it's, you got to go less. Like you want to really get inside of a ref's head. Like I think you got to go like a little less dramatic, like the safest thing to do on this on the call would be yeah i think that fumble there i mean they were both yeah both 50 50s but i'm, I'm down yeah. for it's just like we don't have to get insane about this catching the ball thing yeah the catching the ball thing is right i mean well, i we, think yeah. like the we know where the, you land on that calvin yeah, johnson yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. the, the, the fumble was less egregious to me i i felt like the 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 goddard one like that was such a bang bang play and everything that we've seen is like the football move with the with the fumble recovery like that was an incomplete pass he didn't you know he he didn't have enough to like move forward and make a football play to fucking consider that a catch and everything that we've seen um the guy the goddard one was probably a little bit closer to me and anyways long story short no one cares chiefs won where does any reason it yeah Anyway, well, no, he like who cares about that? I'll ask you over under for Mahomes to close with the segment. But before then, I would say, right now in the game, what makes Andy Reid's offense better than everybody else's? I mean, aside from Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that's fair. I mean, it just feels yeah. like people say he's like running a lot of motion shit, and I'm really trying to open my eyeballs. And you know, it's like now I'm ready for you know NFL football 301. Like I'm going into like my junior year. It's just like, all right, here's right. what I really want to watch. Like I want to watch like what's the motion shit he's doing that's other people aren't doing, and was it opening up for him? Because I think I've been hearing a lot of stuff about just the guys in motion, like figuring out the defense, and then immediately taking advantage of that. Because there are some big fucking gaps, and this Eagles defense is definitely competent. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is I think like, I think it's a little bit of like Patrick Mahomes, like truly understanding like all the situations. Cause he even said, I think it was in the first Super Bowl that he won that he was like, he didn't really have like the mastery of understanding in the play, like what the coverage is changing to. Right. Like he's yeah. really kind of just now this season, I think it's pretty clear. Like, he's understanding and he is in that like dare i say like manning level where he's like processing all this stuff he's like i've watched enough tape i've seen enough of where it, where this is going to understand that this is actually what this coverage is looking like and based on that what we've got and he's just processing it at a super high level so that comes with andy reed and coaching but the motion is like it's really hard to react to motion you're changing especially we saw those two touchdowns like they baited them hard and went back out which is just yep just picking up on your tendencies and abusing that and fucking mahomes is the skeleton key that unlocks everything 
so I can get real creative and I can do fucking ring around the Rosie in the huddle and come out and sprint to the line and just give a lot of like information that the defense has to process and then snap the ball. And then I'm still fucking trying to chase two hall of famers down and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. It's pretty fucking tough to play against that. All right, Mahomes Super Bowl wins. Where are you setting the line? He has two. He is two for three. Two for three. And five full seasons as a starter. I mean, an, an unbelievable start to a career. It puts yeah. it up there in the in the Brady Montana uh Mahomes. That's one, two, three, right in there, right? Yeah. So you're probably I I don't know if I want to go too high, but I think four and a half feels like a good over under. Yeah, I think four and a half and you're getting a little I'm at four and I know the push is boring, but it's like right. three and a half. I don't know. Three and a half means he's wins two more. I don't know. They're just so hard to. So here's a here's a here's a question for the Andy Reid. How many how many more years does Andy Reid have? Because what does this team look like if Andy Reid goes and um, Travis Kelsey goes? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, it's just one of those. I would like to look at the statistics on that also. It's like when just like Hall of Fame quarterbacks like lose their coach or just like a Hall of Fame position in that. Because usually I feel like, you know, a quarterback's building up to like his legacy. But Patrick Mahomes would still be entering his prime worst case scenario, just like his prime is plateaued. He's still hanging up, hanging out up there, you know, pre 30. And then to right. lose, like to lose both those pieces, that would be, I mean, it'd be the most sought after head coaching job. I mean, no shit, obviously. I don't know if yeah. we get fucking Bill Cower back, but that, I don't think we have a story like that. I mean, you know, I think, Drakeman and stuff, I think they're they built up, but they were a little bit older getting there. I mean, John Elway was definitely took him a while to get there. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just it'd be weird to see those Andy, pieces kind of come apart. Andy Reid's going to be sixty five here soon. He's been in the league for twenty four years. It's certainly not like he's only sixty five. I thought he was old. He's only sixty five. No, he's sixty five. Okay. I just looked it up. Yeah, I didn't know that off the top of that. Belichick's seventy, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like. But here's the thing. Does he want to coach five more years? Does he have the gas in the tank? You know what I mean? To do it. I think so, man. Because to me, this feels like payday for all that shit you heard about, like when you were coaching the Eagles and not getting there. And now you're just like, this is what, this is fun. We can't forget how fucking fun winning is. I mean, that yes. makes makes it feel a lot is, less of a slush. It is the fountain of youth, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're going fucking, you know, 14 and three and just not doing a lot of traveling post December, (laughs) (laughs) just hanging out in your place in KC, like having people come to you, you know, kick their ass. just like be into it. Yeah. So I think, um, I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey's 33, right. And he's been in the league, what, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, we're getting around the time that you lose a step. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's uh yeah it's interesting I mean but I the, so here's the thing is because the question about Mahomes and that four to four and a half range I think is is a little bit better when you're looking at Reed and what he brings to the table can he still muster enough you know 
coaching because it's like, all right, we're going to lose Kelsey eventually in the next two years. So yeah. I'm not if- as worried about that though, because they're still like a little too dependent on Kelsey. And I think they needed to like push themselves to get some other offensive weapons. So I, I, I feel like he can do a little bit more of a fade out as opposed to just like, you know, Tom Brady with Gronk. And it's just like, I have to have the safety blanket. Like he'll still always be a part of that picture. Seems a little healthier than Gronk also. But I think, you know, I yeah. think it'd be one of those things where, you know, towards the end, Kelsey kind of slips down to like a five, six, seventh best tight in the league and just like being dependent on like a little less and maybe even like a little bit of decoy ball than it is just kind of like, hey, can we run this back again? Just the two of us, let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I think that, that those things combined, I mean, you know, I know we talk a lot about the AFC and the AFC is tough, but it's like, at this point, who's beating the Chiefs in the AFC? I don't it's really. I, just like, I think there. I think there is a chance that the Bills, that Josh Allen is peaked, and I hate to say that about somebody so young, but I could see that you know maybe that was an outlier as opposed to like someone gradually coming up, which would be you know fucking devastating for you know Anthony and those Bills fans. Uh, but to me, like the Bengals are a real. That's a real problem. That yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 still not like 100% sold on Zach Taylor, the the head coach there. Yeah. I I see, you know, he takes a lot of stuff off the table as much as he puts it on there and you know, they've got to figure out the whole T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Boyd like they've got, you know, they've got great offensive weapons, but not everybody's going to be able to get a piece of that big old salary cap pie over uh the next couple years. So, what are, what are we going to how are you going to make this work, Bengals? Yeah. And then I guess, uh, I mean, Raiders aren't really doing anything like chargers, you know, never can leave up to the hype. I mean, you got Sean Payton and Denver now. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like it's a, the crown is theirs and very earned. I would, you know, to see a third straight Bengals chiefs, AFC championship would not be surprising. And I'm doing no shit comments right now. It's probably the favorite to do it. Uh, well, another great season in the books, bro. Another great. Bah, 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 bah. Bah, bah. Me a little caged, a little cash. Um, okay, so we can say the master Thomas. We will jump into the inbox real fast. Um, more Russ was Russell Wilson a Hall of Fame quarterback before this season, and has this season eliminated any chance of him getting in? So we're not quite done talking about the season. Let's end it with <laughs> one last. Oh, it's real. This is bummer. a real like shit sandwich right at the Ugh, end of the man. fun season. Must be able to be like fame, a Broncos fan. Hall of Fame QB. Well, what's that? So people give shit on the NBA. Everybody gets the NBA. Like as a quarterback, how hard? I mean, I mean, I think it's just the it's the Eli, Eli Manning line, right? I mean, does Russell Russell Wilson has one? He has one, one, right? Should have had that second one. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, nine Pro Bowls, no All Pros, right? In uh, in the NFC. So oh, a I big think- a big point of like mvp like on the outside looking in on the mvp for like you know three yeah. or four that used to be a popular, yeah exactly exactly and i popular do i'm like, acting like i watch sports so i'm going to say this right exactly it's one of those things where it's like he got in early he won that super bowl very early what was it year two yeah year two uh, ooh, yeah year two um 
and then has kind of like you don't talk about peaked it's kind of like all right well this is it this is the year and it's like no they've just they've been a competent football team and then he gets away from pete carroll man i would say i don't think this season is like the nail in the coffin for his hall of fame career i think that there could be very much a resurgency because i i do still i i have to wonder i have to believe that we we did not just see a cataclysmic fall off like in in a in a way that we've never seen before from a quarterback i i just it'd be it'd be such an outlier of experience it would be absurd to to see that Sean Payton is is the best way to resurrect that career. If he can't get it done, then there will then then it is. It's no longer a Hall of Fame career. It's kind of like this is a very good career. I don't know. I think Hall of Fame is is you know more and more becoming like, hey, we got to keep this engine going. Let's throw let's so shovel some more coal on this engine. So yeah, Russell Wilson, you'll get it here. Hey, uh, John Kitna, get over here. You're a Hall of <laughs> Famer too. Get over here. Oh my god. Uh so I would say I would set playoff wins for Russell Wilson for the rest of his career at two. Ooh. I just think I think it's really he did not set himself up well. Like I think his ego definitely got a whole whole like ahead of him. Like if he did have options, like why you want to roll into that AFC West. I know it wasn't what we thought it was last year, but I don't know, man. Like I Chargers Chiefs. That's simple. Let me keep it super simple. Chargers Chiefs, Bills floating around somewhere, Bengals floating around somewhere. You got, you know, if you end up in that last wild card spot, like, are you going to Buffalo or Cincinnati? Like, there's going to be two tough places to play. It's just they're not set up well. You know, can I mean who do you like going into this season more? Miami or Denver? I mean, I know we got, you know, quarterback questions to ask, like answer in Miami, but you really start looking at it. And I mean, I think we're talking about like the seventh, eighth team in the AFC. And that's assuming he's not as shitty as he was last season. And I just think you put yourself in really tough postseason spots, which to me, when you're going to really look at the resume, you're going to see all this shit. And you're going to be like, and after he left Seattle, like he won one game in the wild card round, went to divisional round, lost by 20. And that's all we saw from him. Yeah, man, that too is such, a, I really was, and you're making, some you fucking dialed in, B. You're making some great points because I'm like, yeah, two. If two, when you hear it, you're like, oh, that seems too low. But then you start thinking about it, you're like, well, he's gonna be 35 next year or 34 next year. Yeah, it's like, well, how many seasons? You know, a couple more seasons, four more years, and so he's got to, he's got to, he's got to win three. uh you know, wild super wild card games as we call them now. <laughs> super, he's oh gonna yeah, win, he's gonna I win three, how much three years are. in a row, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like fuck. Is is that even on the docket for him? I don't. Because one of those, you know, let's say they make it to the playoffs every year, like they're not going. They're not each advancing one round, and you know, and okay, then the man two's a really good number. It's low. I think I call it that too, but man. I don't know. I don't know if I could argue the third one. The third one feels insane. Yeah. If you guys have an idea, shoot us an email. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Email or the pod. Once you answer us, you let us know how many playoff games is Russell Wilson going to win for the rest of his career. Um, all right. Neapolitan showdown. Stuck a little Stallone. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. 
All right, Stallones, you hit me up with this, bro. You just want to talk, yeah. talk a little sly? A little sly Stallone. We got a, a honor a, to a our hand this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like All of it. Um, the the club zany and uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and so yeah, and so I was thinking back. I was like, you know what? We I don't think we've talked too much about the sly man himself. Yep. On this podcast, I don't think there's not a real place in in his heart or in our heart for Sly. I definitely yeah. don't think he's making the Actor Hall of Fame. Yeah, be sure to that. Probably not going to throw him in there. Um, nope. Where do you land on Sylvester Stallone? I mean, so this is, I don't know why I'm a little behind on this, but I do love his story. Like his story is, you know, riding Rocky and then them want to take it from him. And him having to be the balls, like, because he was just like, uh, yeah, I'll sell it if I can star in it. They're just like, we ain't going to do that. Like, you're not really a name. Like, that's no. And he just, he believed so much in how he wrote it. He was just like, I'm not, unless I'm starring in this, because it's a dynamite script. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving it away. So there was, he has a big bet on himself component, which I am. Which we love. Was, which we yes, love. We do. We do. Yes. That's what we did with this pod. We were just like, man, what if we just went all in and bought two microphones? And zoomed once a week, and it was just like just pedal to the metal time to sack up. That? And we did. did you it. hear that? All that just change flowing <laughs> in right now. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It is when. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because when you think about it, how nuts is that? Like, I I would love to think I'm Sly Stallone that I'd pull that trigger, but I kind of be like, fuck it. Thirty five thousand dollars sounds pretty sweet right now. Yeah, because I don't think he's loaded too. I mean, I think you just know the story. He's definitely sure. needed. Didn't like, he have to sell yeah. his dog? I think so. Wow, that sounds sounds I like. Feel a, like there's a story at a sell his dog. Sounds like dystopian, like in the future, yeah. future, like selling your dog for just like like a loaf of bread. That's really that's sad. Yeah, wow, it's sad. But he ended up. But I think there's a positive story because then once Rocky came out, I think he tracked that guy down, killed him, and got his dog back. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like no that he bought his dog me. back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think Stallone, like I never, like I watched Rambo for the first time, I think last year or two years ago, at least maybe if I can't remember, like my dad probably had it on whatever sure. the TNT of the late 80s was, but probably like saw it then, didn't really follow it. Like not like gigantic, get inspired by the Rocky story. Like I know it's there, uh, felt a little rinse and repeat, but I know people are into it. And then kind of like later in life, Stallone, uh, you know, all the expendables, garbage or what's going on, like not right. not into that, but. Yeah, yeah, not really. I love me a good action flick, as you well know. But I was looking back at his resume and the Clooney esque vibe sort of tingling in the back of my neck. I was like, Yeah, he really doesn't have that much. I thought there <laughs> yeah, was more. It's kind of funny. Uh, we'll get into it right now. I think my my three will. I'll give this hint. My three are outside of franchises. No three of my movies are part of a franchise. Oh. You're like, all three of mine are from the same franchise. Same franchise. <laughs> One, two, three. No. Uh, two are outside of the franchise for me. Okay, cool. Uh, but well, I, know, I think I know one of yours. I think I definitely know one of yours. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. I think we've I think we've had it. Oh, we'll get there. Um, my number three is, love this movie back when they just took a plot. And they were like, we have this plot and we have Taco Bell and we have Wesley Snipes. What can we do? Grab Sandra Bullock. Let's make a little demolition, man. Love demolition. me some demolition. Premise is super easy. 
you know, it gets frozen for whatever, getting blamed for this crime. And then the only man that can beat this evil is the man that's beat him before. So they got to unfreeze him. And he doesn't know the future, doesn't know how to use the three shells. I remember he used the three shells, but we don't do that kind of toilet humor. But that was what was in the toilet in lieu of <laughs> TP. It's just a lot of fun. A lot of fun on how that world was. So yeah, Demolition Man went to the theaters. Ate a Taco Bell to get little Demolition Man cups. Good hang. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's a fucking plus right there. Taco yeah. Bell cups. Anytime, why don't, maybe, maybe the kids do. Kids got to have, why don't we, why don't they do cups anymore? Are they too expensive or is the plastic too, too chemically? And I think it's probably too chemically. Yeah. I think the vibe of just like, I'm going to take home this cup from Pizza Hut and just like reuse it to drink like my milk with my pancakes in the morning was, I just think that was a thing that was, very like late 80s, early 90s vibe that's just not there enough. But yeah, I mean, the commemorative glasses, I think people were just tired of just like buying shit. Like people just got wives to it and they're just like, I don't need, you know, this glass cup of Barney Flintstone or whatever from Viva Rock Vegas from Pizza right. You know, they're just like, right. I don't need to collect right. this stuff anymore. I'm, I'm lousy with the McDonald's <laughs> Friends cups with like Grimace and all the other ones on there. I'm exactly. Um, beautiful. I love it. Mine did not have any corporate sponsor tie-in for nine, mm. my number three. However, it did have a birthday party tie-in for me. I I don't know why Mr. Four Star let me do this. I'm pretty sure this movie is an R-rated movie. <laughs> but I want to say, I want to say I'm like 10 or 11. And he let us watch Cobra which is the Professor oh. Stallone movie, which was like, I think this is, plus. I know, I think this is Sylvester Stallone's most R rated movie. Yeah. Cause it's it R rated, like violent. Yeah. It's R rated like mid eighties. So when they were just yes. like, fuck, we don't know what else to throw on there. Put that R on there. <laughs> right. But doesn't he just, just like, I think like just completely acting like he's coked out. That's a, that's a great three. And this was a birthday party movie. This is a birthday. This is a sleepover. This is all right. We put down some some Little Caesars pizza. Oh, everyone's yeah. just drinking out of the two liter Coke. Yeah, out of the two liter Coke family. Oh, just pulling swigs off of it and mm-hmm. watching Cobrietti or whatever his fucking name is. Just literally maul people. I'll never forget. Like he picked up a guy, <laughs> he picked up a dude by his shoulders, and they were like fighting and like impaled him on like one of those like beef meat hooks that like you see steer kind of hanging upside down from oh yeah him. just like <laughs> comes out the yeah. middle of the section i was like man yeah. this is fucking wild my texas chainsaw like, massacre rules. style yeah yes and you're watching the vhs that you got from blockbuster or hastings for sure or whatever yeah so it's, sure. you're seeing all of there has to be titties in that I would bet oh right God. now there is there I would, maybe I want to set the over under on bare tits you see at three and a half. I'm setting it at three and a half on just how many you're actually seeing on screen. Because oh, there's got to be one for sure. First act somewhere in like yep. you get more waking up in the early. morning, just some, yeah, we're getting some tits yep. super early. Yes. Yeah. And that's from no, and then like end of second act, his love interest, like, love scene before he just goes on the streets and just has to take justice into his own hands. Yeah. Oh, don't forget bad guy, criminally insane guy, girl, titty girl, 
classic gun to her head mm-hmm. right boobs that's always great or that's her there. running into frame pushing her out in front while he takes off or yeah you or you had the bad guy that only takes meetings at the strip club like he works at the strip club his office in the back Beautiful. of the strip club so you'd be able to pump in boobs just that way like going back there to have the meeting and you know you got to walk by there to do that it's so funny how hollywood finds different ways to put boobs in and stuff <laughs> all the time it's like, how yeah. are we going to get this in here? Hey, you're topless. Go. Yeah. I uh, beautiful. It. Yeah. Good. Okay. So uh, that's your three. Man, I have to. I'm going to give me two Gordito Crunchwrap Supremes. Or, nice. Yeah. Cheesy Gorditos for that. And um, I'm going to give you. So you said there were six kids there. All of you shouldn't have been watching that movie for like another six years. So I'm going to give you 36 points. <laughs> perfect year per age um all right my number two showed up on a text thread today uh this one's got a lot of heart i love stallone with the heart you know that's probably why you know i never got into rocky but that's definitely little characters just like not the smartest man on earth but just gonna gonna follow with his heart it's just try to do right i'm going with over the top great movie isn't hulk hogan in this movie no but you're thinking of like this other like uh, that well, no holds bars. That's what I'm so much. Someone's not in that, but this was like about arm wrestling. But it does have like a big guy with kind of a a Fu Manchu, like that could, yeah, kind of like a Hulk Hogan vibe thing. But yeah, you know, just came from the wrong side of the tracks. Try to get back with this girl. Rich kid has a rich grandpa, buys him off, and then they just kid goes with him, watches his arm wrestle. It's great. Great. He's trucker. I love it. You know, I could just kind of worked out that one arm, just working yeah. out that just had the pull system right there. So Rock, you just kind of work on that over and over. Rocks the hat backwards. That's his like thing. I always that's yeah. why he's got that's when he dials in definitely two spot. He's focused. I love it. I, I have it on my console bracket. Probably because I thought um Hulk Hogan was in it and I was thinking of <laughs> yeah um but it's great it's a good one it is you know those are good uh my number two which i love i think this also got parodied a lot too um but it's got a great john lithgow very much into john lithgow as a bad guy i know this movie bro we talk about ricochet i'm talking about a little cliffhanger oh yeah i've seen cliffhanger yeah 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 oh i know you i know you knew when once i said lithgow you knew yeah, because Cliffhanger's like straight, like he's ripped. We have to figure out a new way to show up for ripped body. We done arm sure. wrestling. We done boxing. Like yep. you know, we're we're done like the sports movie. We done football. We're running out of shit. Like we done demolition. What yeah. shows body? What if this guy's just fucking awesome at hanging off of rocks? Just like perfect. Right. I'll get you a script what in thirty five minutes. What if he's fifty fifty about pulling people and holding onto their hands up to? <laughs> Like not letting him fall into a cavern. That glove. It's funny. Like I was doing, like uh, I was listening to a pod that was that did a rewatch of that, and they were talking about just like how the bad guy just fucking has no justification to be that pissed off about the accident that happens, but just makes it a personal vendetta where now he has to kill Sylvester <laughs> Stallone. For example, it's just like you get up here, you pull her up by one hand. Yeah. Um. It's fucking great. It's great. I. His body type is not the like traditional rock climber body type but in the early 90s 
no one knew anything about rock climbing. So you're like, yeah, yeah. that's you want to be all up top. That's what you <laughs> yeah, want to be. Just want to be strong as hell. Strong as hell getting yeah, on that rock. That's right. Exactly. So I love this movie. I thought it was thought it was great. I do like I will say of all the movies that we've listed, they all I feel like have some easy rewatchability. And maybe that's the secret to Sly's sauce. It is. You can just watch it, rewatch any of these movies and not be like I'm wasting my life watching this. And we movie. haven't hit the franchise yet also. So we can't say it's like hiding behind one character. Like these are all just like great, like here's the premise, throw Sylvester Stallone in there. Like, you know, obviously we're not going to say which one was in, which one, he was in a shitty movie. He wasn't in Junior, right? Was that Arnold Schwarzenegger that was in Junior? It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep, 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 yep. But he was he like was in a movie in... called like, it was called Oscar or something, or he just played like this Hollywood exec. Not on my list, but yeah, I can't think of his name. Oh, yeah. Even like, I was thinking, I thought you were going to go with Don't Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I think with Estelle Getty. Was that Estelle Getty? Ah, uh, yes. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I won't yeah, be comedy, not his forte. No. Yeah, not his thing. Well, I beg to differ at my number one. <laughs> comedy is not his forte. Make me smile. Oh, Doing his little action. I think Did we've we done this. I think we did it for Mab Day Night. I think we did it for Date Night, as we should. We should be doing it more often. We should probably just do, we should have like just a club for this where we just kind of get together, talk about a frame of moments like once a month. I'll talk a tango and cash, guys. Talk a Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell, early 90s, their prime, quotable as hell, rewatchable as hell. It's got everything you want in action movies. Scott, you got to escape out of something and you got to break into something. I mean, we're keeping it, the set pieces. We're not overthinking it. They go to prison. They got to get out of prison. What more stakes do you need? And then they got to go get in the compound. And then yep. no spoilers, but there's a little bit of a riddle at the end on how he figures out which one to shoot because the ring and the mirrors. Smart screenwriting. Number yeah. one spot. <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you're right. 100% um, on that. I, I have to go. I'm going to go basic bitch gonna have to go with rocky it's yeah. a great story rocky's a great story i love it it's a little slow i don't think like you can rewatch this one like if i don't think i could show my kids rocky you know what i'm saying like i think they'd be bored to tears but rocky has got like such old school pacing in it it is especially like the the, fir- the first one is less of a boxy movie right i mean it's about boxing yeah. but it's just about like this guy trying to like overcome and it's like super inspiring yes. they're definitely in the box of the other ones but yeah I, I would agree with that man this is close yours is classic uh i'm gonna have to give i'll give the victory to me because it's a yeah, callback yeah, take it on crash i'm gonna take the win yeah. and i mean this if i was just like most awesome i'd like you to come over like we're gonna watch some movies i'm gonna pop some popcorn you know we invite mr four stars we'll get those caesar pizzas coming back but Hell we're yeah. gonna watch demolition man over the top and then tango and cash we actually we wouldn't watch them in that order we do over the top first and then i think tango and cash and then demolition man would be because you want the action to be at the end keep people yep. awake but you can also kind of doze off and not have to worry about the plot where i like you're know, gonna you go a, nice a little sentimental thing right i, I like did it. i nailed it yep. all right brandon gambling corner i'm gonna get in those futures real fast leave you with the bets to make right now because we know you want to bring us to the jam
All right, bro. Um, we are talking the Super Bowl odds for next season. I have that page up right here. Great. Okay. So looking in there, um, have you you haven't seen these yet, right? Let me hit you with some. I don't think you. so. Who do you think the top three are right now? In order. Uh, well, Chiefs one. Yeah, plus six hundred. Plus six hundred. Okay, that makes sense. Um, are we gonna go? Bengals, Eagles. Nice. Bengals at plus eight fifty, and then three teams are at plus nine hundred. So Chiefs are your favorite. Bengals are in second place. Buffalo Bills plus nine hundred. Eagles plus nine hundred. Forty Niners plus nine hundred. So a little bit weird because we do plus nine hundred. Interesting. Yeah. So we have. Isn't it weird? I don't. I never get this Forty Niners team. Nobody can ever explain it to me. They're definitely getting rid of Garoppolo. Brock Purdy, which right. I know is the answer. Like, are we just really? This still seems like blindness on Trey Lance. Yes. I mean, exactly. This is like you are gambling on Kyle Shanahan. That if you're a Kyle Shanahan fan, you're just like, yes, give me the forty. He'll figure it out. Roll anybody out there because I mean, I don't really see. You know, they're not bringing anybody in. I mean, they'll have to for. I think we talked about it last time. Like, they'll need somebody to kind of fill that backup role. But it'll be interesting to see. Really sucks for Purdy, but if. Pretty would move into that two spot when he gets healthy. If he'll be competing for the job the year after next, it's it's all interesting, but that's not where I'm putting my Super Bowl odds. Uh, let's jump into so we do have three AFC teams and then three NFC teams because um, our sixth spot goes to the Dallas Cowboys plus fourteen hundred. Uh, Ravens still plus eighteen hundred. I think there's a little question mark there. Your Detroit Lions after the Chargers at plus twenty five hundred. So the Packers. The Lions have the same odds as the Packers, Jaguars, and Jets. And my Vikings, not keeping any secret how nobody believes in this fucking team at plus 4,000. Still Oof. seems rough. So I don't know, like right here, unless, I mean, the going chalk to me doesn't really seem worth it at a plus 600. Uh, I don't believe in the 49ers. I, people, this is an original idea, but. To look for value, I think what you want to do is get a team that you know would maybe be in that conference championship so you can start hedging against it. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are interested at 2,500, even though, because I think yeah. they can win that division. So let's just say the AFC West is beaten up on themselves. The Buffalo Bills aren't what we thought. Like, could the Jacksonville Jaguars grab that two seed? You know, compete for a one? Like, if they really got shit together, like, they're hosting a playoff game. And then... Yeah. You know, things things get fucking interesting. So I like that angle. And then the Jets at plus 2,500. You hate to go two AFC teams here, but I think you're getting a lot of value if the buzz with Aaron Rodgers going there happens. And I think he's – it's not enough attention lately, so I could see him just kind of shaking it up well, and feel like a little fatigued. Yeah, I mean, we're well, right now, what day are we in in the uh, – Dark room? In, in dark days, in dark rooms. Dark what days? day are we in? What's yeah. the count? What's the dark room watch? I mean, um, what day are we with him out of touch? Is the streak is still going strong at around <laughs> thirty-eight years? Um, yeah, I would say I like I like I like your thoughts on both of them, right? Because it's value, division, and yeah, like, I think you've got. I think if you want to get value, like you're not going to pick the Chiefs for something this far out because it's just you know the odds aren't there for you. So you got to be looking at the postseason and you got to be thinking who has a chance to host a game that are getting like a lot of odds stacked up against them, you know? And it's just like, yeah. 
Yeah, and the, and that's and that's why the NFC is tough because no one of the of the NFC South. Like I don't feel any one of those four teams are there. No, out of the out of the West, you know, maybe you go Seattle, but I don't think you're I don't think you're as confident as you would be say at Jacksonville, who fucking kind of hung with a with a Chiefs team that obviously won the Super Bowl, and then the Jets, given the fact that they couldn't get their quarterback situation figured out last year. Are kind of we're still a a a competent almost five hundred team, you know that looked like they could they could compete early on in the season. Yeah, I don't think you see that in the NFC South or in the NFC West, right? Rams are cards. Yeah, know, Seattle. I'm not gambling two years in a row on. I'd like to see the stats on comeback players of the year, like having great success that second year. So yeah, so it's like all right, NFC East. Well, that's Cowboys, Eagles. So, chalking out. I brought up the North because I'm, you know, my Lions are just. just well, I was going to ask out. you, like, really, like these. I wish the Lions' odds were a little bit better. I mean, twenty-five to one are pretty good. They have to have a few things break their way. You know, we really need to see momentum, which they haven't proved they can do that. You know, we thought right. they were going to come into it this season, got off to a super super slow start. Uh, so that's unproven. Is Aaron Rodgers leaving there, you know, and it's just like, if he's not, then you can't think that, you know, I think we have a lot more faith in Aaron Rodgers than we do a Russell Wilson, like to have back-to-back just absolutely like shitty years. So it's just like, yeah, the value is just kind of like, now you're talking wild card and you're kind of then in that, in that realm. So it's just like, yeah, I think as fun as it would be to bet on the lions, like uh, let's do it week to week instead of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The Super Bowl. So the, the Rodgers thing is the big, big, question mark for the jets i i really like your jag i think that's the smartest one of the long-term plays because it's like yeah 20 yeah 25 to 1 i'm just like there's i say 25 could, to 1 and I, I would guess the odds for them to win the division are probably the favorite probably a couple of them yeah. tied at the favorite for like plus 120 like you know them and no i think it it's would them. be i think it's them i don't think yeah it's i think Colts. it would be i don't think it's, yeah, the, Colts. Look at the, it's not there. the texans hmm. i think you know doug peterson's a good coach Trevor Lawrence has played well. The Titans, I think, are, you know, that that's your only real opposition in there. But I think, like, with the whole Tannehill thing and not really figuring out the quarterback and everyone's a year older, it's another mile, year of miles on Derrick Henry. I, I, You know, offensively, they're really suspect, the Titans are. So could they, I don't want to say feast on it, but could they go – five and one in that division, right? Stack five wins. Yeah. Get a, get a handful of wins in, in division. And we're looking at a 12, 13 win team. You know what I mean? Like that's not crazy yeah. for the two spot. I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. And and then obviously you make this bet now, you know, if they start rolling that, that those odds go through the roof really quickly. Yeah. And then it's simple. Yeah. You would simply, you know, once you get into the postseason you know, you're hedging your bet if you want to, or the nice thing is, you know, they go in as a dog. So you have this, let's just say one unit to get 25 units. Then, you know, they're, they're hosting that first one and you like it. It's like a wild card game. I mean, just, you just bet the line or just like, let it ride, but get into that second game where maybe they're a dog. And then, you know, you just put, you know, another like five units on them just to kind of even it out and you slowly just kind of wean that as you get to the super bowl so you're winning yeah you're winning something you know sometimes it's a long haul but the important thing is to keep that moving in the positive way that's right that's absolutely like we keep right. this pod moving in the positive way guys <laughs> got a good idea shoot us an email mavsportspodcast at gmail.com 
uh, MVP of the week's real fast. I'm throwing mine to a lot of Chiefs love, a lot of stuff going out there. I'm going to zag a little bit, just get everybody ready for what we'll start covering. I'm going to give it to Kevin Durant. Like my boy getting out Ooh. of Brooklyn. I like somebody that could just make a gigantic fuck up and be like, all right, I got to wrap this up. <laughs> like, yes, I can't. Like, that's to be gone. I got to, you know, I got to cut that. Like, he's in so much a better situation. It seems like a good fit for him. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him compete. I don't want to necessarily see his career go around in this bizarre thing that it would end right now, which is almost competitor. I mean, we talked about it a million times, you know, went to a city that didn't embrace him as kind of like the number one there, tried to build his own thing with absolutely the wrong partner in crime and, uh, you know, not getting younger, but making a move. So, you know, uh, it's the West, it's the sun. So not a bad move at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk more about this next week. As we get it full force into basketball. Yes. Um, Gotta go. You know, obviously the Chiefs love the Chiefs. I can't, I I can't get over how well, like, I can't appreciate the extreme ownership coming out of James Bradbury. Like, not enough is being said and lost. And like, the dude fucking stood up, took it on the chin, and, and, I don't want to say tried to take as much of responsibility in that moment as he possibly could. Um, I thought it was great. He's been relatively silent thereafter. I want to give him a, an MVP. I also I like want to it. give the Chiefs an MVP as well, too, because obviously yeah. they're deserving. They just won the Super Bowl. But damn it, James Bradbury, you won me over. We're fans of this. We're fans of you now, sir. Fans Two MVPs. All right, yeah, maybe I can wait a little bit. I want to double me up. I want to help another Bradbury MVP. Yeah. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it, too. Load up. Load up. Load up. Load up. Guys, it may be Sports Podcast episode 254. Thanks for listening. I'm Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Podcasters, check out BNI and our new flick where it's two podcasters on the road trying to rescue our son and win his heart and a little thing called Over the Pod. Glamour, runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.